Hello and welcome to the Deep End. My name's Chris, and uh, this is the Deep End. The Deep End Podcast. Welcome to the Deep End Podcast, brought to you by Waters Church in North Attleboro, Massachusetts. The Deep End is where we go deeper in the scriptures to empower our walk with God. If you're watching on Facebook Live, we're glad you joined us, and we encourage you to be a part of the conversation in the comments below. If you're listening in on SoundCloud or your podcast app, be sure to stay connected with us on Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram. Let's go live to Pastor Tim Hatch as we get started with today's podcast. This is The Deep End. And we're live. Welcome, everybody. Welcome if you're watching on Facebook or if you're listening on, what is it, SoundCloud? SoundCloud, is that how they listen afterwards? I think so. You've done that, right? Uh, well, thank you for joining us. Uh, today we have a special guest, Mary Ann Parsons is here with us, hey. as well as Joshua Vining. Why don't you introduce yourselves, please? Um, Joshua Vining, uh, the youth pastor here at Waters Church. Um, it's your first time on the podcast, First right? time on the podcast, Welcome, yes. Welcome. Yes. welcome, welcome, Josh. Yes. Yeah, that's great. Very and excited to be here. And Marianne, you, yep. uh, you've I, been on before? Yes, I've been on. This will be my third time on the podcast. Wow, she's, so she's and, uh, counting. Yeah, yep, I, uh, I am the small group director here at Waters Church. Great. Great. And today, what are we talking about on the podcast? We're actually talking about love and discipleship. Love because what's today? Today is February 14th. That's the theme of today. Valentine's Day. Oh, so that gives us welcome you. If you're joining us online, we welcome comments and questions, especially questions pertaining to discipleship. But if you have any questions that you like asked, uh, feel free and we'll do our best. We love questions here. But our um, trivia question for today, we have a question for you. And the first to answer correctly without Googling, we can tell if you Google. (laughs) I don't know I can how, tell. but I we can I would tell. Google if I were you. I have a Google detector. Google detector. <laughs> yes. So the question is, do I have the... Okay, yeah. The question is, according to the Catholic tradition, why was St. Valentine beheaded on February 14th? Don't tell us, Joshua. I know that you know. I know that you've been studying. What is the uh, even What know? is the prize that they get? They will receive uh, a gift card. So if you do win, and we'll we'll find out who. Stop by Info Central this weekend and tell them that you won the prize. I'll know if it's you know. We'll find out who it is. It's usually the same person or two lately. So those quick Google fingers. Is what it is. Yeah. <laughs> so that's the question, Marion. Feel free to let us know. Uh, so it is Valentine's Day. Yes. We should address that slightly, I guess. Um, it's my least favorite holiday, personally. <laughs> I'm not a fan. Not a fan. Uh, never have been. Um, but yeah, uh, are you guys doing anything special, Marion? I, I know you're making dinner for your husband tonight. No. No. Okay. <laughs> He's taking you out to eat, maybe. Yeah. No, yeah. actually, you know, when we don't have any small children. Mm. With any demands, pretty much we we're together all the time. So tonight right. we're going to have our small group actually. Oh wow! And, uh, nice. Yeah, being so faithful that's how we're gonna, stewards, very that's good. Right. We're going to celebrate it with good our disciples. small group. Yes, <laughs> good. And uh, heart shape uh, candies around. No, sweethearts. no. We're all do you guys on have diets. favorites? Do you like any? <laughs> uh, do you have any favorite like uh, Valentine candy? I know the little hearts with the same are so, like, popular. But anything chocolate. Chocolate no. is my yeah. favorite. Yeah. yeah, if I was going to have any candy, it would be chocolate. For Do you sure. like the yeah. box, heart-shaped, you don't know what's inside no. there? Type. No. Those scare me. Like, I always get coconut, and I hate coconut, so I always but stay away from But you read the bottom, you 
usually. They so you have to you. take them out and read it, really? Yeah. Oh, I thought it was always a surprise. <laughs> like you don't. I'm know a very yet. simple guy, so I gotta have I gotta have just chocolate. I can't have fillings in yeah, it and no, a bunch really of other stuff. No, yeah. no nuts. You're not like no, a Snickers no, none guy. None of that stuff. No, I'm very simple. I keep things very original. White, dark, or milk. White, dark, or milk chocolate. I'm a dark chocolate guy. Myself. I'd say milk chocolate. I love dark, dark. chocolate. Dark, 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 dark is actually dark healthier and plain. for you. <laughs> Studies yeah. show no, that, I know dark, those, that eat, good. those that eat five pieces of dark chocolate a day live forever. A uh, new study came out today. Wow. Yeah, that's yep. a Never heard dark. of that study. Don't, don't Google that one. <laughs> <laughs> I, got a, I got a few studies. So how are we doing with the question? Uh, nobody yeah. yet. Is it up there? Maybe uh, I'll ask it again because yeah, people you might know what? You come might on ask late. It again. But so the yeah. question we have today pertaining to Valentine's Day is according to the Catholic tradition, uh, why was St. Valentine beheaded on February 14th? Not this year. I think he was beheaded a few hundred years ago. Didn't happen recently. But uh, if you have the answer to that, you will win a great, fantastic, wonderful prize. So please uh, add that in our comments. But moving on, something else is going on today. There's something else special about today, especially in New England. You might see people walking around with uh, a cross or an X on their head. What does that mean? What's going on? Why are people walking around with marks on their head? Maybe it might be... Ash Wednesday? Ash Wednesday. So it's ashes they have on their heads. So if you see people walking around, don't point or make fun of them or um, ask them what's on their head. It's, it's ashes. Anybody? So what is Ash Wednesday? We, uh, we don't necessarily celebrate that at Water Church, but we also don't disparage people from celebrating that at Water Church. I remember growing up, going to a Catholic school, and we would get the ashes on our forehead um, once a year. And, and then we'd wear that all day. And I remember being in high school and not knowing why I had this on, on my head or why everybody else did, but we all did it, you know. Um, you, did you guys grow up Catholic at all? I did. Yeah. I grew up Catholic. We, <coughs> did same get, thing. I, we did the same you thing. You got the ashes on your yeah. head and walked around all day with them? Pretty much. Had no idea proudly, why, but, <laughs> but you didn't know why they were there? Yeah. No? Not really. Okay. My, my, you know, my parents did, but. They didn't tell you. They kept it a secret. I guess I don't <laughs> they didn't want you to know. What about you, Josh? Did uh, you celebrate uh, I did Ash not. <clears throat> no, I, did, I didn't grow up Catholic. Okay. Uh, my family is all Catholic. Um, they're all from the New Jersey, New York area. Uh, all grew up Catholic. My mom grew up Catholic, but mm. I, I did not. We, uh, we grew up more, um, went to a Baptist church. Okay. So there was no, um, no ashes no. on our head, I guess you would say. It's... No. Uh, would, does your fam- is your family still Catholic? Most of them, yes. Okay, so yes. would they be partaking in the ashes on the forehead? Today? I don't believe that they do. No, I, I don't believe that they um, actively uh, probably don't actively do all the traditions. Okay, of the church, okay. yeah, that's okay. Uh, so if you, does anybody know why? Then maybe we'll talk about that. Does anybody know why the ashes are put on the forehead? So when people walk around today, go to the grocery store, go and get some gas in your car, you might see people with with ashes on their head. Maybe we'll uh, explain what what that's all about. I guess I'll explain what this that's all on, about. This will be on YouTube. YouTube to explain <laughs> that. So, uh, well, look, ashes, you know, according to the Roman Catholic Church, uh, they're actually the burnt palms from the previous Palm Sunday. So those are what the ashes are. They're from the burnt palms. And it signifies the beginning of Lent. It's 40 to 46 days before Lent. And what is Lent? Lent's usually that time uh, where, where people of the Catholic faith give something up. It's kind of like fasting. We did a fasting campaign here not that long ago. That was a fun three days of not eating, right? 
Yeah. Fun. Yeah. Fun, fun three days. Fun. Still, still yes. recovering from fun that. Three days. I, 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 Curdy said the funniest thing to me. She looked up <clears throat> at me the day that we broke the fast and, and said, uh, can you believe we can eat today? Yeah, I couldn't believe it. It, it was just I'm like excited. the reality of those three <laughs> days had taken over our life, you know, that we couldn't eat. And just to hear that, it was just a funny thing. But to get back to the, the ashes of Ash Wednesday, so they're the burnt palms that are put on the forehead. And why do we put them on the forehead? You know, throughout the Bible, ashes are often used to show significance of uh, somebody with sorrow in their heart, somebody repenting. Or just showing sorrow. You know, you, you hear in the Old Testament a lot of times they were throwing up the ashes, right? Or or praying in the ashes. So the ashes are to signify, well, uh, repentance, self-examination, prayer, fasting, self-denial is something that happens during Lent. But the ashes from the burnt palms uh, of the preceding year are put on the head by the priest to just uh, show everybody that, that they are... Um, participating in Lent and that they're sorry for their sins and it's the beginning of that 40 to 46 days where leading up to Easter, you know, which is really reflecting, you know, it's a time for reflection on what Christ has done on that <coughs> big Easter Sunday services that uh, both Catholics and uh, everybody else has. So so that's it. Hope, hopefully that made sense. I don't know if you have any questions on that. Hopefully we can huh? answer it, but I learned something today, that's for sure. Good. So, yes, I will be giving you your ashes right after this podcast. <laughs> um, Marianne, still no uh, well, answer to well, that. There's, Usually there's, people... There's one, somebody came up with an answer, but I don't think this what is do they really have? the answer. Well, let's let me, hear let it. Let me just tell you the answer that the first person... Okay. Two Love people said it. the same thing. Because let's he loved Christ and tried to convert an, on emperor, an emperor to Christianity, but I don't think that was That right. is wrong, according okay. to yeah. Wikipedia. So we have two people that said the same thing. Which and is, so, so they were both led to the same link on Google, obviously. What, what's Probably. the same? Oh, so two people said that. That same thing. All right, so we're still looking for the correct answer on why St. Valentine. Keep Googling away. Oh, okay. I, uh, think, I think maybe we have, yeah. because he was marrying Christian soldiers. Ding, ding, ding. That yeah. was Nancy yes. Logan Lalikatis. Nice. Wow. nice. All right, you so won. Come out to <clears throat> Info Central this weekend and uh, receive your gift certificate, gift, gift card for something. I don't know what it is yet, but what? I was just about ready to, uh, like to, to ask the, dip, the the backup question. How much, uh, what's the most popular candy on Valentine's Day, if, if no one got that one? But. I don't know. Oh. What is I know there's 36 million boxes of chocolate. Oh, I didn't know that. It's got to be chocolate. Oh, can't sure. be those little candies sure. with the sands on it. Everybody eats chocolate. But uh, just <clears> to explain really quickly, so St. Valentine, so the Roman emperor of the time um, was disturbed because a lot of people weren't, were opting not to join the Roman army because they wanted to stay home with their wives and their families. They were starting families, and they didn't want to join the army. So the, the Roman emperor decided, well, I can't have this. I'm going to outlaw marriage. And the St. Valentine, the Lord goes, that he continued to marry people uh, on the down low and, uh, and got in trouble for it and was literally beheaded on wow. February 14th. Now, there, there's some dispute on what St. Valentine it was. There were supposedly three or four saints with the name Valentine. So that's the most logical one that I could find. That's the question we went with, and that's your answer. So, yeah. all right, all great. Right. Let's get into announcements. Nancy. So, oh, yeah. uh, what announcements do we have for oh, us yeah. today, We have some Mary? exciting stuff here. Exciting. Church. Exciting. Good. 
Uh, Thursday nights, I don't know if you all know, but Thursday nights are creative team nights. Mm. So if you're interested, media, worship, anything like that, come on out, check it out. Doesn't mean you're obligated or anything. Just come on out on Thursday nights, 6.30. We'd love to see you there. So if I'm not on the team, but I'm interested in the team, I can just show up? Absolutely. Oh, that's great. Love to have you. That's great. Yeah. So 6.30 to 9 o'clock tomorrow night and every Thursday for the foreseeable future. Yes. Yes. Yeah. Anything to do with creative art. We encourage you, if you're curious or if you're already involved and you want to hone your skills, show up tomorrow night, 630 to 9. I'm excited about that one. What else we have And then on? we have, this weekend, we're going to have a table out in the lobby where we're going to answer some, well, we're not going to answer the questions, but we have um, two people from the, the state of Massachusetts on foster care. We're mm. partnering with the state of Massachusetts on foster care. So Exciting. we're going to have a table out yeah, there. Awesome. All your questions <laughs> will be answered by these lovely people that are going to be answering for you this weekend. That's, That's and awesome. next weekend, actually. Too. And next weekend. Yeah, the next two yeah. weekends we're going to have a table out there with people <coughs> from the state talking about foster care, something that yep. Water Church is getting involved Exciting. with, partnering with, uh, with, are we partnering with? With the We're, state, the state yep. of Massachusetts. And they're also going to have a class, I hear, uh, at the church sometime soon, right? Yes, we'll, we'll hear about that more. Uh, probably this weekend. Okay, sounds good. An upcoming announcement. Upcoming yes. announcement. So yeah, if you're if you're curious to have any questions about foster care, check out those tables this this yeah. week. That's exciting. Nice. Church being the church. Yes. yes all right. I'm so um, all right. I guess I can go by that slide and go here. Okay, we have one question. Oh please, when? question already. Wow. <laughs> no. Pretending to. When is the next first Wednesday? Um. Do we know? I'm pretty sure it is next month. Thing. So we, we said the last one we did, which was literally last week, so I'm, we're glad that you're excited about First Wednesdays, but that was covering uh, both January and February. Yeah, I think, I think Shane sure said March. March 7th. Okay, I'm okay. pretty sure it's March, uh, but I, you know, that's why you want to have, what is it, the 411 app? Four one four one one. Yeah, so if you're not Waters on that, Church. text, uh, you get Waters those Church. answers, Waters Church, as well as uh, you want to follow us on social media. Facebook, Twitter, Instagram, and you'll get those uh, posts, you know, and you'll find out exactly when our when our next first Wednesday will be. But those are fantastic, so we're glad that people are excited to show up for those. I, Holy Spirit was moving in the last one, as, as he usually is, yeah. but uh, love yeah. those. Great message. We take communion. A lot of people ask, um, you know, when are we going to do communion here at Waters Church? <laughs> Why don't we do it every <clears throat> single weekend? And we normally do it on first Wednesdays, so if you are wanting to do communion, come join us on First Wednesdays. Absolutely. Right. So uh, we're going to look at today a little bit about discipleship. We're going to look at two passages. Uh, one's from John 15, and we're going to pull out a couple of characteristics there of what a mature Christian looks like or a mature disciple of Christ looks like. And then we're going to look at Second Peter and find out how, how, we can, uh, how we can continue to walk in the faith and, and become a mature Christian, a mature disciple. So I'm actually, because we have time today, I usually go a lot shorter than, than uh, most of the other people that do this. So uh, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to read a little bit. So if you would and you want to join us and you have your Bibles with you, we're going we're gonna to look at John 15 first and then we're going to look at 2 Peter next. So if you want to join us right now, I'm going to read real quick out of uh, John 15. Then we're going to pull out five characteristics that make up a mature disciple. So uh, John 15 says, and this is Jesus talking. Jesus is talking, and he's given us the picture of the true vine. If you've ever read John 15, you've come across the true vine. Jesus often used um, 
garden farmer uh, metaphors because that's the culture he was speaking to. But I love that 2,000 years later, it's something so simple that we can all understand it. So it's timeless. But Jesus says, I am the true vine, and my Father is the vine dresser. Every branch in me that does not bear fruit, he takes away. And every branch that does bear fruit, he prunes, that it may bear more fruit. Already you are clean because of the word I have spoken to you. Abide in me and I in you. As the branch cannot bear fruit by itself unless it abides in the vine, neither can you unless you abide in me, says Jesus. I am the vine, you are the branches. Whoever abides in me and I in him, he it is that bears much fruit. For apart from me, you can do nothing. If anyone does not abide in me, he is thrown away like a branch and withers. And the branches are gathered, thrown into a fire and burned. Some scary stuff there. If you abide in me and my words abide in you, ask whatever you wish and it will be done for you. By this, my father is glorified that you bear much fruit and so prove to be my disciples. As the father has loved me, so have I loved you. Abide in my love. If you keep my commandments, you will abide in my love, just as I have kept my father's commandments and abide in his love. These things I have spoken to you, that my joy may be in you, and that your joy may be full. Okay, so there's a lot going on right there. But we can pull out almost verse to verse something really, uh, really important that we can look at. But right here, we've got five characteristics of what a mature disciple looks like. So this is something that we all want to um, try to attain, that we want to work for. We know that we're not saved by working, but... We can, uh, I think the Bible says we can know them by their fruits. So it's something we want to emulate. And if Jesus commands it, it must be uh, a good thing, right? Absolutely. Absolutely. So uh, real quick, uh, the five things we can take away as a mature disciple. It says uh, in verse 7, we can take away that abides in Christ through the word and prayer. So a mature Christian abides in Christ through the word and prayer. One of the first things I say to people that either join my small group or go through Grow Track or are new to the church, you know, read your Bible every day and pray to your Father in Heaven every day. That's going to build your relationship and it's going to grow you in His Word. Amen. Yeah. So read every day something. Find somewhere, you know, I would suggest uh, starting somewhere and sticking with it and not just flipping through the Bible and, you know, kind of... Russian roulette picking. That's not always the safest where, place where to go. Where would you start? If you were I often tell people to start with uh, John. Start with the Gospel of John. You're going to get the, a great foundation, foundation there. And then continue reading the rest of the Gospels. Read through the whole New Testament. And then as you thirst for more, maybe start with the Old Testament and start back up again. You know. Um, but abide in the word and prayer, pray every day. And when you pray, you know, I suggest it says, get alone with your father, go to the closet, shut the door. I take those things literally. Like I've heard uh, pastor Tim say before he turns off his cell phone, you know, and, and leaves all that stuff out. So yeah, that can be hard. Sometimes you get those distractions when you're trying to pray or trying to read the Bible, oh, yeah. you get, you get distracted. You gotta, you gotta shut everything off. Yeah. It's funny. It's it seems like every, every time I'm getting in my alone time. Yeah. Uh, or I'm opening up, open up the word. <laughs> well, every time I open up the word, it seems like that's the time that everyone wants to call. Yeah. Me, you yeah. know? So I, I literally have to almost sure. take my phone and put it in another room because we are so easily distracted. It's yeah. smart. We are it's so true. easily distracted sometimes. So it's true. I literally, and it, it, I, it says go into your closet and shut your door. I literally, um, 
my, you have a closet. I I go to the bathroom often, <laughs> and let me explain this. Let me explain why I okay. pray in the Let's bathroom before you judge me. Um, I have two small dogs that I love, and if I shut my bedroom door, they will scratch and scratch and scratch on the door until I open it. They'll whine and scratch, and it's so annoying. I've tried praying in there, and that's what happens. However, if I go in the bathroom and shut the door for some reason, they leave me alone. Um, I, I don't know what that speaks about me and my bathroom habits, but <laughs> the dogs will leave me alone. Therefore, I can get alone with my father and pray in my closet. So it's a water closet, <laughs> according to to the English language. All right, so abides in Christ through the word and prayer, verse 7. Verse 8 says, bears much fruit. You heard that a lot in this uh, I am the true vine. Bears yeah. much fruit. Uh, what, what's that look like? When you guys have any comments on that? Bears much fruit. Um, yeah. I mean, probably our, our topic on discipling. Yeah. Um, it's what we're talking about today. Right. Yeah. Yeah. Um, so a, a mature disciple would bear much fruit. What do you think that would look like? Uh, volunteering. Yep. Uh, serving. 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 Yep. Yeah. Helping others. Okay. Uh, the next and the part three, I guess three of a mature Christian would be response to God's love with obedience. With obedience. A lot of people like to pick and choose what they like out of God's word. Um, I know not everything that he writes is is something that I would necessarily write or readily agree with unless it came from, you know what I'm saying? Like our oh, yeah. hearts are like get convicted and say, oh, well, I don't, I, I pick and choose what yeah. I may or may not want to believe. But no, uh, we should respond to God's love with obedience. So Jesus gives a commandment, you know, we right. should be obedient of that. And I think that's, I think that's natural too. Like, what what I mean by that is is you know there there may be times where you you know I, I've definitely had times in my life where maybe I didn't agree with what God said or right. what He's doing, but I obey because I trust right. and I love and I know that He knows better. You know, and good, and, yeah, right. yeah. And one of the things I've I've um, one of the greatest things I, I've ever heard was somebody was mentioning on this topic about not agreeing with everything God. It does, you know, and he put it into context where he said, yeah, but, you know, just to show that we are not God, like he, he said, would you like, would you give up if you have a son or a daughter, would you sacrifice them to your for your enemy's sake? Like, would you give up your would you put your son on the cross for somebody that doesn't even like you? Sure. And most of us would say, no, no we no. would never do that. Sorry. But God, but God, no. but God would. Right? There's only right. two people in the Bible, I think, Jesus. that did that. Right. Two people in the Bible that put their son on the altar. Yeah. There was God and Abraham. Yeah. Right. 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 But that was right. Right. That was a picture of picture Christ of to Christ come. Coming. Yes. Yeah. Right. But, uh, all right. So great, great response. So response of God's love with obedience. And number four would be possesses joy. Get that from verse 11 possesses mm. joy. Uh, shout out to all the miserable Christians out there. We love you. <laughs> no, I'm saying, but radiate that joy. No, it, it's so, it can be difficult for Christians times. You know, we are exiles in this world. So sometimes we, we feel like we don't belong here, but that's for good reason because we yeah. don't. We don't. You know, but have that, 
have that knowledge of where you're going and look forward to where you're going and you can walk in pure joy even through the stormy times even through the miserable days we all have tough days and yeah you know it, it's hard to be real joyful when i'm sitting in traffic yeah. and person just cut me off but absolutely it, yeah. you know it, it, it's just a moment in time you know and just get through those moments in time the yeah. day and and know what we have to look forward to so possesses right. great joy absolutely. and then finally uh number number five would be loves and this is this is the goal right to love as christ loved to mm. lo i mean that's the commandment he gives us yep love as christ and that's verses 12 and 13 love is christ love and we can't do that without the help of the holy spirit yeah, we can't do that without the help of god it's very difficult even christians loving on other christians can be difficult you know oh absolutely extremely but i think pastor, i think pastor tim tim did a uh you remember he did a message on that and showed the jug of water showed oh, that yeah, we that don't good. have enough love in us right. in our human nature in our hearts to to love as christ love naturally on our own on our own, we right. need the Holy Spirit to overflow right. our hearts. And I, I think he like took he a hose, the hose, and yep. then once we tap into the Holy Spirit, yep, yeah, you know, you, you're never gonna run out. Yeah, you're never gonna yeah, run that out once you tap into the Holy Spirit. Good. That was good. That yeah. was a good message. I wish I had a, that metaphor. I could do it right now for you. But yeah, so looking at um, what it takes, what it looks like, what we should strive for to be <clears> a mature Christian. You want to read uh, the true vine and pull out those things. So you abide in Christ through the word of prayer. You bear much fruit. Respond to God's love through obedience. Possess great joy and love as Christ loved. So uh, any questions so far? No, we doing okay? Nothing yet. We got no questions yeah. yet. Come on. Anyone watching out there in Facebook lands? Okay. So we're going to move lots on. lots of people watching. Just if, you have, if you have uh, questions about why... Chris goes into his bathroom as his quiet place, whatever <laughs> it is. We will not ask any questions, questions right now. I gave the answer. It's to pray and get away from my dogs. That's your answer. You That's don't need to ask those to questions. You. Yes, and moving on. So we're going to look at, uh, well, yeah. Uh, I was trying to think what else uh, we had to say about that. But I want to look at Second Peter, too, because uh, I do have three points. And then we're done. I I like saying that. <laughs> it sounds familiar. And three points, then, then we're done. I think I've heard that somewhere before. But, uh, yeah, so I'm going to read out of 2 Peter. If you, if you want to open your Bibles, we're going to look at 2 Peter 1, 5 through 9 mainly, but I'm going to start off uh, 1 through, well, I'll probably read 1 through 11, just for some context. So this is Simon Peter, Peter, who was renamed, well, Simon, who was re renamed Peter, meaning the rock, by Jesus. Uh, this is his second letter that he wrote to circulate amongst many of the churches so it wasn't written to any specific church but that's what's awesome because it, it relates to us today too it's for the churches of christ but second peter writing uh, i am peter a servant and apostle of jesus christ to those who have obtained faith he's talking to us those who have obtained faith of equal standing with ours meaning the apostles by the righteousness of our God and Savior, Jesus Christ. May grace and peace be multiplied to you in the knowledge of God and, our Je and Jesus Christ, our Lord. His divine power has granted to us all things that pertain to life and godliness. Through the knowledge of him who called us to his own glory and excellence, by which he has granted to us his precious and very great promises, so that through them, you may become partakers of the divine nature, having escaped from the corruption that is in the world because of sinful desire. For this very reason, check this out, make every effort 
This is what we should be doing here. Make every effort, lost my place, to supplement your faith with virtue and virtue with knowledge and knowledge with self-control and self-control with steadfastness and steadfastness with godliness and godliness with brotherly affection and brotherly affection with love ultimate goal with love for if these qualities are yours and are increasing they will keep you from being ineffective or unfruitful in the knowledge of our lord jesus christ for whoever lacks these qualities is so nearsighted that he is blind having forgotten that he was cleansed from his former sins therefore brothers and sisters be all the more diligent to confirm your calling and election for if you practice these qualities you will never fall wow for in this way there will be richly provided for you an entrance into the eternal kingdom of our lord and savior jesus christ there's a lot going on there yeah there's a lot going on there but i i believe it's a picture of going from an infant a newborn in christ to a fully mature uh, you know, walking with God, working with God, walking in love, walking in joy, uh, mature Christian. So basically, it's almost a step-by-step, you know, what we should do when we're looking at uh, how do we grow in Christ. And we're going to talk about three points, three ways, three steps that you can grow in Christ and, and opportunities to grow in Christ here at Waters Church, right? <coughs> so number one, and yes, we're going to do a little alliteration. Uh, thank you, Josh Pereira, for helping me with this first one which is uh, get grubbing, get grubbing. Marianne, I think you never heard that term before you said to me, grubbing. No, I thought it Wait, was Wait, what's grubbing strange, mean? Get eating, I think, Get right? eating, so yeah, get eating. What is a newborn? Uh, Jesus said you must be born again, right? You must be born again, so if we're born again, we're starting over, we're starting fresh, we're infants at this point, at least spiritually, we're infants, we're being born again. And what's an infant need more than anything? Food. food yeah yeah food so i mean uh, yeah There's some love some attention some sleep sure but food mm-hmm. to grow we all need food so let's feed ourselves spiritually right and we're going to talk about some ways to do that uh i always tell new believers i think we talked about this earlier to read your bible every day and pray every day so those are two really good ways where you can get yourself fed on your own every day you don't need somebody to guide you to tell you you know you've got the word of god you yeah. know, um, it's important to have somebody guide you and help you and not interpret the Bible on your own. That's a whole nother topic. But still, write the word on your heart. Read it. Pray for guidance from the Holy Spirit and you will receive well, it. There's a lot of great devotionals out there, too. Yeah. I know that's something that, I mean, I still do to this day. Right. Um, there's there's tons that you can pick up. Now the I, daily bread that we give out downstairs. Yeah, that's a perfect sure. way to start. Yeah. Well, not only that, there are, you can get a Bible with commentaries. You can get a Bible with a, a study application. So yeah. the first, second Bible I bought was uh, NLT, one that had both. And I found myself, uh, after reading every page, reading everything below it. You know, yeah. to, that explained it. And then it would point to certain Old Testament, you know, um, passages that related to it. And yep. you can see how it all connects. Because the entire Bible is about Jesus. From beginning to end, yes, um, which is really exciting. That's why <laughs> I, you know, that it was divinely inspired, if not just written, because many men over thousands of years couldn't have come up with just this story that just connects together, you know, which is more than a story. But so yeah, get grubbing, read your Bible, pray, 
Um, I would say come to the weekend services, right? Come every weekend. Absolutely. Yeah. Uh, come as much as you can. And, and when you can't make it, watch online, you know? Yeah. And, uh, and that's kind of why we do this Deep End podcast, too. It's uh, like a weekly Bible study, something in the, in the midweek where, you know, we can have a touch, hopefully, where uh, we can talk about the Word of God, grow in the Word of God, and relate to each other. So uh, this is another opportunity that Water Church offers people to get fed. You know, the podcast, we can experience. Um, but yeah, so get grubbing, get yourself fed. But what what do you do after after you uh, you're fed? Because you don't want to be uh, you don't want to stay a baby too long. Right. Right. Um, so uh, there are a lot of Christians out there that that I think you know don't. Um, grow in their faith as much as they could, you know, and yeah, you know. I'm, I'm well, not... I think it's important too on the on the grubbing part that, you know, just like an infant, an infant can't just eat once a week, right? And That's grow, good. yeah, can't just eat. I mean, you know, yes, absolutely. The weekend, the weekend service is is an opportunity for you to get fed, but if that is your only reliance on getting fed is just on a Sunday, and then for the rest of the week you kind of yeah. Don't ever That's good. feed yourself anymore. There's not going to be any growth. Yeah. Do you eat you know? once a week? Right. No. You got to eat every week. So it's yeah. and even more if we're going to mention that. You know, even a mature Christian still oh one hundred like did you 100%. eat today? Did you have any food today? I did. And you, and yes. you're a fully grown man. Yeah. And you still need and food. You, you still need food and too. I, yeah, yeah, I did. Uh, that's <laughs> what I'm saying. Even a mature Christian shouldn't neglect no. to get oh, their grub no, on. No, get your grub. Yeah, on. there's no, there's no. Uh, it doesn't matter how mature in your faith and your walk with Christ that you are. No, and um, when you start you thinking, I don't need day. to read today. I don't need to pray today. Look out. Yeah. What comes before a fall? Pride. Yeah, and that's yeah. and oh. that's what it is. If I if I don't need it, that you're being a little prideful, you know. So. Be aware of that. Guard yourself with that. But no matter who you are, but especially new believers, and I'm talking to small group leaders out there too, and we'll touch on that in a second, but uh, encourage your new small group attendees to read and pray every day. Yeah. Absolutely. All right. So, uh, again, after you get your grub on, you go to get growing. Get growing, right? So now we've been fed a little bit. Now it's time to grow up a little bit. And, uh, yeah, I'm excited about this subject because it's something that all three of us here uh, have a stake in in this in this church and have, um, I don't know, these are some of my most exciting things to talk about. Um, getting baptized is a personal faith builder. We do that mm. at least every month here at Water Church. We're actually having two weekends of baptisms this month that we're awesome. excited about. Oh, yeah, so awesome. this exciting. coming wow. weekend... This weekend will be a baptism weekend. We're having at least five baptisms this weekend. And then next weekend is also baptism weekend. And I believe we have seven baptisms That's awesome. that weekend. So wow. uh, in the next two weekends, we're going to be baptizing a lot of people, which is awesome to see. More and more people have been stepping up to get baptized. And I, I just want to say that uh, earlier we talked about, you know, grow, a mature Christian follows uh, the commandments of Christ. One of Christ's commandments is to baptize. get baptized. Now, why do we even make disciples and why do we get baptized? Both of that comes from Matthew 28. Yeah. Go, therefore, and make disciples and baptize them in the name of the Father, Son, and Holy Spirit. That's why we do what we do. Jesus commanded it. We love Jesus. We want to be mature in our faith, so we want to obey Christ. And Jesus set the example for it, too. Exactly. He got baptized himself. He was, he was baptized himself. Yep. He submitted himself to be baptized one, you know, to, to fulfill the scriptures, but right. also to be an example to us. 
So get baptized. We have baptism class not this week, but the following. Actually, we're always going to have it from now on as long as until things change. Because <laughs> they often do at Water Church, but that's a good thing. Uh, baptism class is currently on the fourth Sunday of the month at 11 o'clock. We took it from 11.30 to 11 o'clock, mainly because so many of you have been showing up to baptism class that we need that extra half hour just to film these testimonies, these awesome testimonies. So, do we have a question? No? No. No. Okay. Not yet. All right. Keep the chatter down. Yeah, but we'd love your questions, so bring it on. So, uh, get growing. (laughs) Get baptized is one way. Another way uh, is Grow Track. Josh, I know that uh, you just started uh, facilitating, helped teach that class. You did it a couple weeks ago, and you're going to do it again this week. Yes. Um, So, tell us a little bit about Grow Track. And I don't mean to put you on the spot. I know you just. No, that's fine. Um, So, yeah. So, I taught the first class of, of Growth Trek there two weeks ago, and, and Chris took over this week. Um, and really what, what Growth Trek is, is it's, it's an opportunity for you. Uh, I would say it's for, it's for more than just, just new Christians or new people to Waters Church. Right. right. It's, it's, yes, there's going to be uh, opportunities in Growth Trek for you to learn about uh, leaders in the church and how our church functions, but really it also answers any questions you have on uh, why we do the things that we do here at Waters yeah, Church, right? Yeah. You know why, why the we, lights, right? Why yeah. the lights? Why we? Why we baptize? Why we? Um, why are kids not allowed in the sanctuary under ten? Yes, 10? yeah. Even small things like that that yep. you may have questions about <laughs> sure. will be answered in Growth Track. And then, um, then also, there's a lot of uh, there's a lot of spiritual food to get fed. Yeah, there at Growth Track. So um, and free coffee. And yep, free coffee. Always well, free, coffee. Coffee. And, free coffee. And, and it really is get your grub on. It really is the opportunity <laughs> for you to. Um, to ask any question you may have. Yeah, that's good. Um, that's the platform to do it. You know, I know it, sometimes it may be hard for you to be able to get a hold of a leader or something to ask a question that you've been, you know, wanting to ask or something that you've uh, seen here at Waters Church and you're wondering uh, why we do something. That, that's the place to do it. So yeah. I would I would encourage anyone, even if you've been going to Waters Church for years now, um, come out to Growth Track and take yeah. a look. And, and just to, to piggyback off that, I mean, we used to have a class called Access Class, then we had a class called Discover Class, and those were just like a, a one-shot done class, and it, they were helpful. They they gave us all information, but we've grown a lot, you know. So over the last year, we've had Grow Track, which is a three-week class. Uh, starts off with Discover, Discover about Waters Church. Then there's uh, Deepen, get a little bit deeper. There you'll find out about small groups, about volunteering, stuff like that. And then finally, the third class is Dedicate. And you'll find out about, I think, uh, what's in Dedicate Tithing yep. and um, probably volunteering, actually. I, yeah. Yeah. Oh, we have a question. Yeah, we have two. one, one okay. question two. about that. Uh, actually, do. Yeah. I'll, I'll take one at a time, Can please. Can you join Growth Track at any point? Uh, uh, yes. yes. So so this class reoccurs every single month, meaning uh, the first class is the first week, second, third of every month. And the fourth weekend is reserved for baptism class. 11, 1130 is, uh, are those. Uh, I'd encourage you to take all three straight through. It's it's designed that way for a reason. But if you don't have uh, another choice, or you're going away, or you know there are there are circumstances, I would say yes, you can. But I'd recommend that you since they reoccur every month, we're doing them twelve times a year. You know, I would say sign up and show up at the beginning of the month and and work your way all the way through. That's and what is, I recommend. Is there an age limit? Can teenagers join? I mean, join. <laughs> Yes, we've had teenagers yeah. come. Okay. Yes. Yeah, yeah, we've had teenagers. No, there's no come. age. Sure. There's no age limit to it. I, I mean, uh, you know, if you're five, 
We're two. Okay, yeah. Let's say this: we don't have a we don't have a rule, but if you can be in the main service, so yes, ten above, I'd Good say point. then come to Grow Track. You Absolutely. Know, it, Sounds yeah. good. All right, yeah. and so uh, we talked about Grow Track. We talked about baptism. Uh, two more subjects. So let's talk about starting point real quick, and then we'll get on to small groups. But starting point, I just want to let everybody know, because this is brand new for Waters Church. We were doing a different version of starting point. We just started a new version of starting point uh, a couple months ago. We're on, and that also runs monthly. So that is a four-week class instead of three. Actually, instead of 16 or eight that the old class was, we condensed it. And we made it our own, and uh, it's, uh, it, it's just been really exciting. I, I personally was able to uh, facilitate that first class, and I tell you, I just met a lot of great people in that. And a lot of people have been getting convicted, but they get their questions answered. So that class is actually, the first class is called, Is God Real? So we're going to answer that, Is God Real? And it's a discussion class, just like Josh said about Grow Track. You know, all your questions, bring your questions. That's what that class is designed for. But Is God Real is the first class. Second week is the Bible Reliable. Is the Bible Reliable? is the second one. Really hot topics. I love it. And then the third one, is Jesus the only way? Is Jesus the only way? That one's going to be answered. And then the fourth and final class is, uh, why are we not Catholic? Why are we not Catholic? Because a lot of us, like we talked about with Ash Wednesday, grew up uh, cultural Catholic around here. So why are we not? And we don't disparage the Catholic Church. We just answer those questions. What makes us different? What separates us? So you can sign up and show up for that one too. Also, if if the same question came, I'd say I'd recommend that you go through all of them in order. It just makes sense. All the classes are designed that way. So I'd recommend that. But uh, finally, uh, ways to get growing. So you're going to grow in starting point because you're going to get your questions answered. So starting point is more, more for people that are new to the faith or um, seeking, having questions, or coming from a different faith. Anybody can go, especially if you have these questions, but it's designed specifically for people that are new to the faith or returning the faith or have any questions about the faith, and you're going to get them answered there. Grow Track is designed for people that are new to the church. and But again... Uh, you can get any questions answered there because our, our teachers and f- facilitators <laughs> are uh, are really good at answering those questions and um, getting baptized. I mentioned baptism class. And finally, one of the best ways, if not the best way to get growing here at Waters Church is Marianne. Can you take this small one? Small groups. Small yeah. groups. Getting a small yes. group. Uh, yeah. So how many small groups do we currently have? Right now we have 74. Four small groups, wow. but wow. we have four small groups. But we have about ten apprentices right now too. Oh, so, so we're going to have is somebody who's starting their own group soon. Going to be starting their own group. Yeah. They're getting trained by their leader. Um, as awesome. we said earlier, you know, you said earlier that you can't just be fed on the weekend. You have to have yeah. something yeah. the week. So, great way to um, grow and be discipled is to get in a small group. Yep, it's where we build relationships, meet each other's needs, and um, you, you know, you're growing in Christ. And you're building, you know, you're growing yeah. relationship with other people. And, it, you know, you're, it's the message from the weekend, and you're taking it and having a conversation. Right, so it. they're it's not awesome. Bible studies. They're no. sermon-based small groups, yes. and it's designed that way for yes. a reason. Yeah. But also, uh, so who who started the first small group ever? Who what? Who started the first small group ever? Like, is our small oh, group you mean biblical? Je- you mean Jesus? He, I, in Acts? my opinion, he started the second one. But oh. God, the Father, okay. God, the Son, 
God, the Holy Spirit is a well, small group community. In that's why we have community. That's exactly. why community is so important because so God designed it that way. We sh- we need to be in community is what we're trying to say, and we don't want to do this alone. We shouldn't do this alone. We need people. We need brothers and sisters Absolutely. in Christ. Yeah. Look, you you go to your school, you go to your work, you go you know to your friends and you and TV everything the. The whole world is giving us one opinion all the time. So it's really important that we, um, outside of the weekend experience, that we have relationships with uh, with other Christians. And that's where you, plus maybe you need somebody to help you move. You know, maybe you need uh, somebody. <laughs> yes, Chris is very, very, uh, you know, experienced thing to do. in that. Yeah, yeah. I'm usually the go-to guy. And this is not an invitation I, to call me if you'd like to move. So please. Yeah, and Josh refuses to move. People. He hates <laughs> If you listen to him this weekend, so he will. Don't call. Join Josh's small group if you want to move, and and don't join mine. (laughs) Uh, We do have a question about uh, how do I how do you become an apprentice to start a small group? That is a great question, Nicole. And what you're gonna do first is you gotta get into a small group, and what happens is uh, your leader will uh, approach you and ask if you'd like to apprentice, or if it's something that you think that you might like to do, you might approach the leader. But um, immediately they can just start you just start shadowing them, and you know there's an apprentice model that we use, and you know you just go through that for a little bit, and then when you're ready to train, we do have a, a training, and of course we have small group leader meetings yeah, at least three or four night. times a year. Yeah, one of those yeah. last night. It was great. How Fantastic. many people were there? There were tons of we people. Had uh, probably about eighty-five. Wow. Uh, leaders, amazing. a lot of them weren't yeah. present. We have over 100 leaders. Later. Now, their small groups aren't just um, for the main church, right? Josh, uh, no, isn't a- something yeah. going on in, in Elevate? Yes. And so what's that about? Josh, tell us about e-groups. Oh, that's yeah. Exciting. So we, we, yeah, we took the whole small group, um, the whole oh. small group thing to, uh, to Elevate, to our teenagers, um, our young adults. Uh, so actually, Nicole Nichols. Uh, kind of facilitates and runs the uh, the small groups at Elevate every Wednesday. So basically what we kind of do is we have uh, our normal Wednesday night experience like we normally would, would which starts at 7 o'clock um, with, you know, uh, games and uh, worship and a message and all that stuff that we do there at, at Elevate. And then afterwards, all the, uh, all the young adults uh, get into their, their e-groups which is similar to small groups where they uh, kind of have the same group of five or six of them with a, with a e-group leader, and they build community together That's and good. relationships. And that was really our word for Elevate this year was relationships and how uh, we were going to build relationships because, uh, you know, I, I believe that, you know, without relationships, I mean, you really can't uh, grow. And, no. and God, God created us for that community and for that relationships yeah. and and let's face it i mean we, we all know from going to church here i mean when you go to a, a larger church sometimes it's easy for you to kind of feel almost isolated if yeah. you just come in you on, on the weekends you get disconnected right big church. even though there's a couple thousand yeah. people you don't know anybody right and and i'm telling you that that is where i started to get to right. to meet people here yeah. at this church as, was when i got into a small group. as we get bigger we got to get smaller it's one yeah. of those things as we get and and what's that what's another one that you want to say Circles are better than... Oh, circles are better than roads. I knew it. Ah, I yes. knew it was coming. Yeah. Better no. together. Better together. Better together. <laughs> uh, real quick, what's uh, what's the E&E group stand for? Is it Elevate? Elevate groups. All right, cool. Yep. I, I, yep. I, I didn't want to We assume. got very uh, very clever with that one. That was good. Elevate. Elevate. <laughs> e groups. E groups. No, but that's great. So if you're a teenager out there, or if you have... Uh, yeah, a parent of a teenager, and they're not yeah, currently Wednesday, attending. When is Elevate? Wednesday nights at seven. We're even having so that tonight. Yeah, tonight, yep, tonight, tonight at seven, 7 p.m. Oh, nice. Um, 
Yeah, um, and, and the e-groups meet just like, you know, they meet on Wednesdays right after the, uh, the uh, Wednesday night experience. But uh, I know just from talking to Nicole that a lot of the, the e-group leaders, man, they, them and their, their group of teens will go out, you know, bowling some nights. That's they right. go Doing life to together. That's yeah, same with small do groups. You got to do it. Yeah. Doing life together. Absolutely. Exactly. In my small group, Excellent. we go and we have a meal together, you know, and then we go over the notes. Yeah. Go over the sermon notes. But uh, we eat together. So it's, uh, that's really important. Do community together. That's good. Absolutely. That's good. Uh, and real quick, what, what's the age for Elevate? If I have a, a if I have a middle school kid, can he come? No, middle no? school would actually still be in junior Elevate okay. on the weekends. On the weekends, yeah. And that's so with uh, Noah, right? That's with Noah. Yeah. So Elevate is uh, just for high school. So we say fourteen to eighteen year olds. Okay. Um. So if you do have a. a, a Teenager. Young person that's a teenager that's 14 years old and still in eighth grade, yep. we will allow that just okay. because 14 is the cutoff. Okay. Uh, and some people, you know, are still in eighth grade even when they're 14, and some people are in high school. So right. how do I actually get into an e group if I was a teenager? How, how does so that just come work? if you if you come to Elevate Sunday nights. Uh, I'm sorry, not Sundays. Wednesday nights at 7 <laughs> p.m. Uh, Nicole and Lauren Sadowski, they're both amazing. They will actually, uh, they'll sit with you there and put you into a, a specific e-group. Um, and, you know, if you have friends that already go to, to Elevate, uh, they'll definitely make sure that you're in that group with good. some people that you know. So That's you're not going to feel uncomfortable, uncomfortable or, yep. or put into a group that you don't want to be in. So discipling our teens, that's really important. Let's, yeah, let's, absolutely. That, you know, that's some tough soil right there. So let's make sure that if you do have a teenager, you know, they're going to they're gonna get well-fed at Elevate. Trust me. Uh, come out and... Have them hear the word from Josh or one of his guest speakers, and they do, they do the uh, their services very similar than we do our services on the weekend. So come on, and see those. Yeah. But we got to get going. We're running out of time here. So point three. So we said uh, get grubbing, get growing. What happens, Marion? You had uh, you had a fully grown man uh, in your house who grew up. You have a son, basically. Yeah. What happens when he's fully grown? He's gone. He's gone. <laughs> That's the next slide. I can hear oh. Shane saying amen from the other room right now. Wait, my, uh, no, we, we, we miss him, but we, we love that he's on his own. That's that's what you that's what you got to do. You got to get going, right? Second. I'm having technical and, uh, difficulties. No, we, we just, he loves being on his own, and it's yeah. good that he has that responsibility. Yeah. And that's what we're doing. You disciple them, raise them up. Right. And point, so point three is get going. You've been fed. You're fully grown. You're mature in Christ. So do something with it, right? Volunteer. Volunteer at Waters Church. We, we constantly are growing so we can constantly use more people. Uh, we have three worship teams. We have three campuses. Yeah. So if you're a musician out there, you know, maybe you should come to our creative yeah. night or come let Josh tonight. Pereira know that uh, you're interested in playing drums, playing guitar, playing something, you know. Uh, but also, and this is a dirty word out there, I know, but uh, a mature Christian will be tithing, will be trusting God with your first fruits, that 10% of your first paycheck. Um, look, volunteering and tithing, yes, they benefit the church. But like you said about worship, I believe, over the weekend, I believe that tithing and volunteering are more for the person than for God or for the church. I get, you know, Jesus said man cannot live off of food alone, but every word that comes from the mouth of God, right? Yeah. And when he went away, when the, when the apostles said to him, Jesus, eat something, eat something, he went to minister to somebody, and then when he came back, he, he looked refreshed, they didn't know what was going on. I feel that way myself. Like when we go to the Providence Rescue Mission and we leave the Providence Rescue Mission, I feel like I'm on a spiritual high that whole night. 
Yeah. And it just carries through the next day. So ministering to other people, volunteering to other people is really for our benefit. Yes, we're helping people. We're bearing fruit. We're helping the church. We're being God's people. We're being the church. But it's for your benefit. Not to mention, I didn't know anybody at this church until I saw a small group was great. I met a lot of people. But by volunteering, a lot of different people started to know my name and I knew theirs. And I just be, it started to feel more like a home. So I would say that volunteering and tithing, which are two things that you can do that are beneficial to the body of Christ, to the church, yes, but very beneficial to you as a mature Christian. A couple other ways we'd say uh, be a good witness. You know, be a good witness, especially to your non-believing friends, family, co-workers. They are watching, so be a good witness, whatever that looks like in and convicts you of, but also bear much fruit. We heard that in both John and Peter today, bearing fruit, what that looks like. Uh, Sometimes it is tithing, sometimes it's volunteering, but sometimes it's that final point, which is multiplying, making disciples. Again, back to Matthew 28, Jesus said, go therefore and make disciples. Don't just become a disciple and sit there on a log. Now go out and reproduce. You know, yeah. if you're really excited about something, you're going to tell somebody about it. Like if I'm really excited about a song, I want to share it with you and I want you to like the song too. Now, both of us are fans of that song, right? How much more should a Christian saved by grace that loves God, loves Christ, want to share that with somebody else so that both of you have share that experience, just like a song or a movie? You know, you see what I'm saying? Does that yeah. make sense? Well, and it kind of brings us back to the, the small group thing too. I know like... You know, when you're in a small group and get, you get used to the people in that group, you know, it's hard sometimes to uh, apprentice and then grow up and be a leader and that, leave leave the nest. That's right. why, I think that's but one that's, of the things why, thing. why people have a hard time appren- wanting to be an apprentice because they, they think, know what's oh, coming I'm, next. I'm leaving. I'm leaving this group. But you know what? You're not no. leaving anybody. No. They're still there on the weekend. I, I'll tell you, we've apprenticed quite a few people of our group over the few years. But, Good friends, um, right? I, but what? Ha- yes. In yeah. fact, there's one couple that they're like, uh, they're almost like another small group for us because yeah. th- we are so close to them. I bet I can we guess go on vacations with them. You probably could. They know who they are. Um, Stop <laughs> by Info Central this weekend and you might meet one. Yeah. But it's true. You don't lose those friendships. No. You, it's it's so not true. like no. I'm going to get, I'm not on the face of the earth anymore. Like you're gone. And like, I would, you're my I would, friend. I'm going right. to call you, text you, Facebook you, whatever. I would actually say the you. opposite where I've been in multiple small groups over my seven years. I've led a few and I've been uh, in a few. And I, so my first small group that I was in, I was, uh, I've been to two weddings from that, fr- from that first small group. I'm no longer in a small group with those people. Actually, both of those people are now at Winsocket and Milford. That's awesome. And I don't see them that much more, uh, that much anymore. But they're still close friends right. of mine, and I'm still going right. to see them within the body of the church. Right. So the more, I, not to jump around to different small groups, but the more that you're in a, a different small group, the more people you know. I, I think it would be, it's healthy and beneficial to now go and make more friends. Right. What, right. What's going to happen there is you're going to break off and go to another group. Maybe you'll take some of the people with you. Maybe you won't. Start right. a whole new group. You're going to have a whole new group of friends. And you're multiplying yourself. You're multiplying. I mean, like we said, if, we're, gonna, if we're getting bigger, we got to right. get smaller. So more small groups, 
better connect, you know everybody's going to get connected people you need to get connected oh, let yeah. me just give a shout out to you real quick Marion because I know you've been on staff for about a year I was watching an old message on discipleship that uh, Pastor Tim did from 2013 in 2013 when we were just a church of a couple hundred people I think three four hundred at max we had 25% of the body in small groups now five years later 2018 if my math's correct um, we have what about 1,700 people coming to the church or more. Um, we have 40 percent wow. in small awesome. groups. So how much harder it is with triple, quadruple the amount of people yeah. coming to the church, and we've almost doubled the amount of people in a small. 40 percent. Awesome. That that's great. It's not good enough. It's, it's it I is think a good everybody number, should be, but it's a real healthy but, number. Right. Yeah. We want everybody to. Connect so we're almost done. Do we have any questions uh, before we end the show? Uh, let's see. Does it become clicky? Somebody asked if I think she's small asking. Groups if small groups clicky? become clicky. I wouldn't say clicky. You, you, you. I mean, you, you have friends. You're connecting with people. Yeah. Right. You're, you know, you're, you're essentially in a group where what goes on in that group stays in that group. You know, they're you're going to pray for you, sure. encourage each right. other. Uh, I, but I mean, let me just, just say, let me, let me just say, no, they don't become clicky because of the system that we have set up, which is to make disciples and multiply. Right. The small groups aren't set up to stay these five people forever. They're set up to be, okay, eventually you need to step up, uh, step up and right. become an apprentice or, you know what I mean? So they're, they're set up that way on purpose. So no, I wouldn't say they, they get clicky. And if they do, shame on you. I'm kind of, I mean, what do you think? What? Well, I mean, uh, I guess clicky, I mean, yeah, I mean, small group is intended for you to build relationships with those people. Yeah. So yeah. while you, you know, when you're in that small group, yes, those are going to be the people that you They're are probably going to share life with. Sure. And, you know, just like I have my best friends in, in life yeah. and those best friends know more about me. And yes, I spend more time with them than the normal common person you sure. know, around me. So yeah, I, I'd say with your small group, you're going to do life together with them. Right. And I think that's a good thing. Yeah. Um, and then like Chris mentioned, eventually as you grow, you know, then eventually you will, you know, be raised up. You'll become a small group leader and you will help uh, do life with, with others as right. well. Yeah, so, that's good. Any yeah. more questions? Nope. All right. Well, thank you for joining <laughs> us today on this edition of uh, the podcast. Happy Valentine's Day to everybody. Happy, Valentine's Happy Valentine's Ash Day. Wednesday to everybody. Happy and, Ash um, Wednesday. Yeah. <laughs> show up this weekend for, uh, for another Waters Church exciting weekend and bring a friend. Hope to see you there. Thank you for joining us today on The Deep End. Thanks for joining us for this week's Deep End Podcast. We pray that you continue to grow in your faith and that you would serve and support your local church. If you don't already have a church home, we invite you to join us this weekend at Waters Church. We're located at 57 John Deach Square in North Attleboro, Massachusetts. And you can join us every Saturday at 4 p.m. and Sunday mornings at 9.30 and 11.30 a.m. Make sure to stay tuned in for next week's episode of The Deep End Podcast.